Hey, what's up, Blazer fans? Welcome to We Have a Take, the What Podcast. I am Tara Bowen Biggs, and I am joined, as always, by Rose Harding. Hello, Rose. Hi, Tara. How are you doing today? I am so excited to talk about the G League. And to talk about the G League, we have two guests to help us with that. First, people from Rip City Twitter might recognize Eric Peterson, also known as Shoesamoops on Twitter. And he is also the host of a new podcast called Kenny's G League, which is going to keep us up to date on everything about the Portland remix or the Rip City remix. Excuse me. Hi, Eric. Welcome. Hey, thanks for having me. We are excited to have you. Oh, and then, wait, oh, you sh- I forgot to say the most important thing from Eric's bio is that he is the composer for our podcast theme. Of course. Oh, right. Famous, <laughs> famous for composing the what podcast theme. The cutest theme. We love it so much. <laughs> And then rounding out the quartet today, we are joined by Kelsey O'Brien, who covers the Raptors 905. Uh, She's been covering the G League for years. And so we are excited to learn from you more about like what to watch for, you know, some of the things that you've really enjoyed covering them over the years. So uh, yeah, welcome, Kelsey. It's glad, great to have you. Thanks for having me. I love nothing more than waxing poetic about the G League, so I'm happy to be here. Perfect. That's so great, which takes us to our icebreaker, which will get us started on G League related topics, which is. okay. so in the G League, we have a lot of unique like team names. Some of them are really seem really related to like the team that they're associated with. Other ones are kind of kind of out there. And so we wanted to ask, what is your favorite G League team names? Other than the ones you that you guys cover, does anybody feel like they have that an idea and want to start? Um, I'm gonna say so. Like you said, a lot of them are related to the other teams. You know, Iowa Wolves, Osceola Magic, but then you have the Rio Grande Valley Vipers, which have absolutely nothing to do with the parent team of the Houston Rockets. So I just, I guess, I kind of wonder what the thought process there was to go from space to ground. And oh. completely unrelated. Hopefully there's not a lot of snakes on the rockets. Uh, well, I guess we'll find out. <laughs> snakes on a plane, though. Yeah. Definitely snakes, snakes on, on a plane. plane. Yes. And snakes in San Antonio that. locker rooms, as Portland Trailblazers have found out in the past. That's right. Oh, oh I always forgot about that. Who found it again? It was somebody funny. It was was it was it Thomas Robinson? Yeah, that sounds that, that sounds comes right. to mind. T-Rob or Will Barton. It was one of those guys found yeah. a found a snake in their locker when they were uh, I think it was during the playoffs, as a matter of fact. Mm-hmm. Oh, my. There's a snake <laughs> in my boot. There's a snake. in. My... Oh, my gosh. I would run. I'd probably be like, OK, I forget who what it was that didn't want to fly anymore, but I would be not going to any Texas games anymore. <laughs> I guess it's like not uncommon because they have the rodeo there. So lots of, uh, we're, you know, it, so lots of livestock come in, lots of animals come in and out. So apparently it's not an like, uncommon occurrence. I thought you they meant, meant like general. snakes off the rodeo. <laughs> wow. It's super funny. Okay. Favorite G League team names. Eric, what do you have for me? I, I like the Sky Force because I'm not really sure what they're trying to get at you know yeah. uh, and uh, uh i just looked at the wikipedia page and it says that you know they did like a contest to choose the name 
and uh, they just mashed up two of the submissions. Someone submitted Sky and someone submitted Force, and they said, we're, we're going to just put these two together. And that's... I just think that's so funny. And like, I'm not really sure what they're trying to, to tell me. Sioux Falls, Sky Force. I, I don't get it, but I like it. Also, it does is it roll nicely off the tongue? Aren't they? It does, they, right? They're with they're associated to a weird team too, aren't they? To Miami, Miami. Yeah. I was like, why do you have a G League team? We call South Dakota, Miami. Wow, many people call them the sister cities. <laughs> yeah. Both top <laughs> vacation destinations. Yeah, so random. But the Sky Force should be the the Vipers. It makes a lot more sense. <laughs> it does make a lot more sense. Oh, there's this is rich. There's a lot of good stuff in here. Um, <laughs> I'll go with mine, which is another one that was very puzzling. It's the Capital City Go Go. I need yes. to. Know. I know why they're called the Go Go. Do you? I look yes, it up, I, I do. Find it up. Okay, please. It's tell because me. of Go Go music. It's music related to like go-go music, which apparently originated in Washington, D.C., which can I say that I appreciate because the Wizards make no regional sense whatsoever. Yeah. It makes me think of Grand Wizards, which is not what oh. I do Oh, I always think Harry Potter. <laughs> I thought Hogwarts. But... <laughs> well, I think when I think of Capital City, first of all, I think of... Um, uh simpsons and then i uh the go-go i think of go-go boots which i guess must be associated with the music go -go music yeah yeah so still doesn't make a lot of sense to me um but i kind of like it so i think that's my favorite besides the remix they it's like they're to play in go-go boots they should have to yes. play in go-go boots <laughs> it's like they're doing the with kardashian the sponsorship and then yay we need this in the g league they're doing what the jazz tried to do and then were robbed of. And so they're trying to reclaim that with their G League Ooh. team, which I appreciate. Because I oh, think that the, cool. okay. if they were the New Orleans Jazz, that would be like a top five NBA name. But Absolutely. No, they're Absolutely. not. They're Salt Lake City, which everybody's like, but Jazz, why? Well, because we took their team. That's why. <laughs> okay. My favorite one, and I had to look at why it was called this, because first of all, the name itself, I was just like, this is a crazy name. And then I found out why, and I was like, oh, no, this is actually the best name in the whole G League. It's the Indiana Mad Ants. And yeah. here is why. Because they used to be the Fort Wayne Mad Ants, and they named the team the Mad Ants after Mad Anthony Wayne, who was like a founding father, which is who's the namesake for Fort Wayne. So oh. they get to retain some of their Fort Wayne-ness, even though they've been like kind of just reclaimed by like the whole state of Indiana by being the Mad Ants. And also just like, what a weird name to be like. I don't know, like Mad Ants. Of, like, I don't think anybody out here is trying to claim ants as like their team mascot or whatever. <laughs> but like, actually, like an anthill is very scary if I think about it too much. OK, and their logo is really kind of awesome. Um, it's like a mean, scary looking ant. And as somebody who was traumatized by that episode of MacGyver, where he has to go down to South America and make a torch to blow, uh, to like catch on fire all of the uh, ants, I would be scared of seeing the Mad Ants. So when the when the Rip City remix plays the Mad Ants, I will be scared. I will say it's this. Go ahead. The logo makes me think that this should be the Mad Ants should belong to the Denver Nuggets. 
But the Denver Nuggets, their team is in Michigan. Right. right. Grand Rapids gold. Yeah. Shout out Andre Miller. <laughs> oh, is he coaching them? Yeah. Oh, that's I'm awesome. remembering right. <laughs> He's the coach. I, I love it. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Andre Miller. Yeah, I was excited for him to come to town this year. And then, of course, they're not coming to town. Oh, <laughs> oh no. So they don't so, play everybody in the league? No, most of the time in the G League, they seem to play. They play mostly their conference multiple times. It cuts down on like carbon footprint and on travel times for the teams because they don't have private planes. So they're all flying coach to all of their games. I honestly, I didn't really think about how the schedule would work. I bet you know a lot more now. <laughs> than you did with that that day that you were like, I'm going to start a G League podcast. I remember that on Twitter. Absolutely, let's go ahead, yeah. Let's go ahead and uh, get to know you to a little bit more. And Eric, do you want to, can you tell us about how you decided that you were going to get into the G League and do a G League podcast and what that's been like? Sure, yeah. Um, uh, well, I was just excited when the Blazers said that they were, you know, going to finally have a G League team um, and just kind of being... Uh, a basketball enthusiast in general, I kind of wanted to, you know, both give myself permission to just like enjoy the team in a in a fun, different way that I haven't done before of just like, you know, kind of like archiving, <laughs> if only for myself, things about the team and then just kind of try my hand at at that kind of thing for the first time. You know, like I've always loved uh, basketball. And uh, even though I say on Twitter, I'm not a Blazers, I always love the Blazers, um, you know, and so I've always uh, enjoyed like the minutia of of things throughout the season, like a like a random player that I would pick to like as a kid and see them, you know, succeed in the league or whatever it, it might be. Like I was a huge Travis Outlaw fan, you know, and I was like, as a kid, I was like, this is my dude. And then he has some really great seasons for the team. And, you know, from afar, just like reading about his story to the NBA and all that stuff was really fun. And that's kind of one of the things that I was about about the remix is, you know, it's kind of that thing, it seems like. But from all angles, you know, there's like guys trying to to make that their story in a ton of different ways, whether they're like super young dudes or guys that have been around the league and maybe want to go back to the league, you know, and kind of have another shot at the NBA. And I just think that that's really super cool because that's kind of like whether it's basketball or or anything in, you know, the day to day lives of like everybody on Earth. It's like those are engaging stories to me, whether you're a basketball player or, you know, some other thing in life. That's just cool to follow, you know, seeing people uh, attempt to live out their dreams. So that just coupled with like being an enthusiast, I was like, cool, let's see what this is about. Love it. Now, have people been like asking you questions a lot on Twitter? I know the other day you posted like a really super helpful link that had like all of the um, uh, links to all of the different streams for all of the different games. You made a calendar that people could could copy and paste. I'm worried that you're going to get like an inbox full of random questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm wondering how that'll play out throughout the season, um, you know, because like we never had a G League team before. I went to a D League game when I was like 12, 
<laughs> you know, um, so uh, and and like through the summer, it's been kind of fun to be like, okay, let me see if I can piece together these like little breadcrumbs <laughs> along the way that that we're getting, you know. Um, so it'll be kind of fun to see either if I can figure things out or if I can just straight up ask people that already know better than me, you know, about that kind of stuff. Awesome. Well, Kelsey, why don't you go ahead? Can you tell us a little a, a bit about how you got into covering the G League and, you know, why it's something that's like clearly like such a passion for you? Well, I don't think I can say anything that Eric didn't just already say. He knit, nailed it. He hit the nail on the head with that one. Um, watching these guys realize their dreams and watching them build it from the ground up. I remember speaking with a coach. Um, he was Kevin Durant's AAU coach, Markel Fultz's AAU coach. His name's Keith Williams. And he was telling me, he says, there's a difference between the guys who walk in on the red carpet through the front door and the guys who have to sneak in the side. And the G League is filled with side door players. But that doesn't mean they're any less talented. It just means that they had to work a different way to get to the league. And it's just watching them realize that there's so many ways to, to win in the G League, whether it's your team wins, your team gets really far, or one of your players gets a call up, one of your players gets a 10 day, one of your players gets converted from a two way to a main and another one gets converted from a, a G League to a two way. There's so many little instances of winning in the G League that it's not, there's not just one goal at the end of the season. And I think that's what makes it so special to me is just all these little individual wins that you can collect and you can watch people collect for themselves. Is it, uh, I don't know, is it ever difficult to like see a player succeed? You're like, oh, they're not on, I don't, I won't get to cover them in the same way anymore, you know? I cry at the end of every season. Um, Patrick Mutombo had to console me the one year because I was crying so hard and it was his team that just got eliminated. And it's not because the season's over and we didn't win. It's because you don't know if you're going to see these guys again. You know, right. it's not the NBA where they can come back in free agency and it's not the NBA where they're still on a contract. You don't know. Are they going to say, I'm going to go overseas and make some more money? Are they going to get a shot in the NBA? Or you just, you just don't know. And you get so attached to them and you just want them all to win so wholeheartedly that it's it's hard, but it also makes you watch the NBA a lot differently. Because I don't watch the NBA for a specific team now. I watch it for the guys that I wanted to see succeed in the G League. And now they're making it in the NBA. So you watch, you're watching their dreams come true even more. And it's, it makes you tear up sometimes every time you see them on a court. So you might be sad about Kevin Knox now. But you'll, once you see him again, you'll be very happy. That's true. Yeah. That's really neat. Yeah, I think about that in terms of like people who cover the draft, like how what it's like when like they've spent all this time trying to like get to know these young players who are going to make it to the draft and then they get drafted and they have to immediately start preparing for the the next draft. And I think like, do they have the time and capacity to follow these guys? It's tough, but it's so fun and it's so rewarding. And because of these guys aren't typical stars, you do when you're covering the team, you do get to know them on a different level and to see them succeed and to catch up with them and to keep in touch with them years later and just watch their lives change so much. Like I remember Tyler Ennis came back to the 905. Uh, he was drafted. I can't remember 2014, I want to say by Phoenix Suns. And he came back to the, from Turkey to the 905 
And then I went to his wedding last summer and I've watched him become an amazing father, an amazing husband. And it's just the things that you see even off the court, you know, maybe you didn't make it back to the NBA, but you've, you, I'm watching you live a beautiful life. That's awesome. I love that. Uh, it's so different from what we typically hear about covering NBA and NBA stars. Um, so that kind of leads to my next question, which is, are what are some of the ways that people who maybe haven't watched the G League before are going to be surprised by <laughs> or are just are different about the G League besides the obvious you know, reason that one is the NBA and they get millions and millions and millions of dollars and the other one is not? Your starting five is never going to be the same between players on assignment, players getting call-ups, you are never going to have the same starting five and you are going to watch these guys figure it out on the fly, how to work with players that they may have never played with before, as opposed to the NBA where you've had those guys for at least a couple of months. Some of them, you've had them for years. These guys are figuring it out on the fly. And then the next day they could build a, that really good chemistry with someone. The next day they might not be there. You might not be there. And all these rules that they're testing out in the G League, like the in-season tournament and stuff, those were all in the G League first. So we have one that's really confusing sometimes even to players is um, the one free throw. So instead of shooting two free throws, you shoot one for however many points it would have been. If it's a three, you get one shot for three points. You get one, one shot for two points. Unless it's the last two minutes of the game, then you get all of your free throws. So it speeds up the game, but it's also um, very hard to acclimate to. Whoa, I didn't know that. So to get this right, so uh, instead of taking three shots, you get one shot. And if you make it, you get three points. Yes. And if you don't make it, you get zero. Oh, that's so interesting. The game, like the game tactics must vary a little bit there, too, because, you know, there's definitely guys you you feel like confident could make like like one of two or two of or two of three but like it it's different proposition when you're talking about how it's all riding on a single shot like yeah because you think about the guys who will make one and then miss one to try and get the rebound for two instead but there's no option to do that in the g league right and also one free throw for three points is like yeah <laughs> you get one opportunity yeah, that's like high variance right there. Mm -hmm. But maybe get those guys, it really impresses upon them. It's really important to be a good free throw shooter. Yes. You only get one shot at it. Eric, as you've been doing research to, you know, familiarize yourself about the G League, what are some of the things that have stood out to you about your know, differences see. or even similarities? Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess I was, I saw several NBA players that like had spent some time in the G League, um, like in their earlier season. Just talking about like the like you mentioned the difference in travel and accommodations and all that kind of stuff so that's pretty interesting um and then uh just watching the game last night the first remix game i really liked that the game was like a pretty tight two hours i got to just like watch the game it was done at nine amazing i love that i loved that actually um it's interesting to me too that like it seems like some of the teams you would know more of this about more about this kelsey but um they don't play in very big arenas like the lakers were in their practice facility i don't know how many people that fits but like a few hundred or something like that you know and then like some are i can't remember what team some team is building an arena now you know 
And so it's like, whoa, some people are really trying to make this a thing. And some teams are like, let's just put you in the practice facility. So I'm kind of curious, like, if you've seen uh, that growth, like, sporadically, or like, are all teams trying to, you know, like, make this a bigger part of their uh, success or what? I think now that the G League Ignite is trying so hard to compete with the NCAA that oh, they will be putting more money into it. But I totally. know exactly what you're talking about. Um, I don't know if you recall, but what's the other ball brother? Leangelo. Uh-huh. He played briefly for the OKC Blue. Okay. And I think that was solely to drive ticket sales up. Because yeah, they, sure. <laughs> you can see some of the time on the box scores that G League will do the full attendance and it'll be like in the hundreds, it'll be 200 people. Uh, we're very fortunate with the 905 that we, our games are always full because people love the team so much. And, but some arenas you see, it's just, it's empty. Like you couldn't tell the difference when they were playing mm-hmm. during the COVID rules with no fans and when they were playing with a full arena. Oh, that is interesting. Does that, is that, have you ever talked to any players about what, that, what is that like for them to, to go to some places where there's just minimal interest? Um, actually, I don't think that I have, and I'm going to do that tomorrow at our home opener. So I'll get oh, you an cool. answer. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> That's a great question. I don't think I've ever asked that because I've asked them, you know, the difference between playing in Europe and over here, but in Europe, yeah. It is their NBA, basically, what whatever their regional or their um, national program is. So yeah. those ones are always much more sold out than the G League, too. But I do remember talking to the first year of, of Ignite, um, Jalen Green, mm. who plays the Rockets now. And I said, what did you think about the G League before you joined Ignite? And he said, I didn't know anything about the G League. Mm-hmm. So I think... In terms of marketing, I think that they have done a complete 180 and they are putting fans in seats. And hopefully we see the growth because it's so it is a wonderful program to watch. Yeah, it seems it seems like just in the last, I guess really since probably the Ignite, you know, the guys have has come through the Ignite has made a big deal just because you're seeing these draft picks, you know, that people are interested in make it to the NBA. But It'll be interesting to see what that's like, even just like a couple of years from now, I bet, because uh, I mean, I know, you know, people around Portland are at least relatively interested in like minor league basketball, which is is kind of, I don't know, strange to me because I, I have even like friends that are, you know, kind of interested in basketball, like wanting to go to games and things like that, you know. And maybe it's just because it's new or maybe it's because you see Scoot Henderson, you know, uh, in town. It's like, oh, I better see what this whole thing is about. And it's so accessible, too. Even if you aren't going to the games, they're all free on the G League website. So you don't have to have a subscription. That is wild to me. Yeah, they don't. You don't have to have a subscription to anything to watch the games. And the tickets are always fairly cheap, especially compared to NBA prices. And it's just, it's so much more accessible because they don't have 50,000 fans trying to get their autograph. They have a couple kids trying to take pictures. And these are things you can look back at. And I think also introducing the two-way contracts and upping the number of them is really going to drive people to the G League as well because they're going to see someone 
you know, drop 20 on a night when right. they're up with the Blazers. And then they'll say, well, what's he about down there? And so I think the two-way contracts and putting those names in both spots is going to prove very like monetary and fan-wise beneficial for the G League. Mm. I just want to put it out there that the Blazers just signed a new two-way player. Oh, who did they get? Oh, did they? Jamari Bouya. Oh, who was, okay. Who was with uh, Sioux Falls, actually, before we <laughs> picked him up. He's wow. a fun player to watch. Oh, really? I don't know anything about him. What's what's his deal? Um, He can dunk. Nice. Ooh, we love that's that. all i want <laughs> yeah <laughs> what else do you need i love a yeah, player that's, who can all die. right done <laughs> that's awesome you've he's won me over already um i have a, so as we were going into this season you know the blazers are coming out of a couple years of um tanking basically let's just say what it was um and the players that they picked up for this season, you know, they have scoot, they clearly they want to build and they have a direction. They're moving forward. They're into development. And um, the thing that I've been harping on are people who listen to this podcast are going to be like, Oh my gosh, not again. Um, but uh, scoot, Anthony and um, Shaden are all guys who didn't play in college and scoot, played for the ignite and i was like okay well at least scoot played for the ignite and then i went and i looked at it, their record and i was like that team as good as the players are doesn't really seem to be about winning or maybe they just can't win so what can you can you talk a little bit about like how hard or difficult or important or not important winning is because i understand all players want to win and all coaches are coaching to win but like like I look at the ignite and I would think that they should be like rolling over everybody, but they're not. So like, what's, what's going on there? So the ignite are not indicative of the G league as a whole, the ignite, um, they are stocked with star talent and they get paid a lot of money, but I don't know. I don't know why they can't quite figure out how to win. I think it's because those guys are already so highly touted that they don't really have to win because they know that they're going to get drafted quite high. That would be my best guess. Um, there have been some good players that have come out of the Ignite and not seen the court or players that just didn't get the shine that they deserve. But it also speaks to how good the guys in the G League are. If you've got players that are touted as first, you know, possible first overall picks that are getting blown out every night, it speaks to the level of competition of, these guys, because these guys know that you're going to get drafted first overall. They know you're going to go second or third. They know. And their job is to destroy you. And their job is to show the <laughs> league you made a mistake. And I should be there or I should still be there. So these guys, they've got it out for you. And right. they both, yeah. I didn't think about that. Yeah, so they're motivated to beat them. And I guess also they're really young with maybe the exception of like guys like Poo Jeter who are there to be paired up with. I was really shocked when I learned that Poo Jeter was on a G league team last year. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like this is not an uncommon thing when maybe not all G league teams have this, but I feel like a lot of them have like 
really like consistent guys that have stuck with the team for a long time to like have that steadiness because guys are in and out all the time. I was thinking about like, remember when Andre Ingram got that call up from the South Bay Lakers and that was all really great. And everybody was like, he's so old. He's been playing in the G League forever. But like, the, like every team, not maybe not every team, but a lot of teams I feel like have those guys who are mature and have been playing in that environment for a long time and can help like acclimate guys to that team and like have more steadiness. I don't know. It just feels really random. Like there's like a, there's like, I feel like the, the, the talent is bifurcated where it's like, there's those guys that are like up and coming and trying to make their dream come true. And there's other guys who have like found their role on a G mm-hmm. league team and like stick with, and and not only that, but they don't like move around a lot. They like stick on their team and like, I don't know. Are they like a coach too? So they're a lot of the times brought in as a veteran. One year we brought Jody Meeks in. And oh, this is also, this speaks to the power of being nice to people because our GM at the time, Chad Sanders, was um, working with his, with Jody's um, college team back when Jody was in college, I believe. And he just remembers how kind Jody always was to them. So when Jody found himself out of the league, the 905 had an opening and they needed a vet. And he came in and he turned our season around. Because these guys, like you said, they are so young. And a lot of them, this is their first time outside of college without having all of these other responsibilities that you have as a college athlete. You now, you have money, you have your own place, you're playing professionally. So there's a lot of learning. There's a huge learning curve going from being college to being a pro. And they don't get the benefit of the rookie transition program or anything like that that the NBA rookies benefit from. So they're kind of figuring it out on their own and without media training and stuff. And they need people that have been through it, like a person like a Jody Meeks or a Jared Allen or a Pooh Jeter to come in and kind of show them how to have longevity in a basketball career. And they do often get promoted to better positions. I can't remember where Jody Meeks is now, but he is doing, I believe, a a development or a coaching position. It's not with the Raptors, but they do. It, it looks good on your resume at the end of the day as well, that you were a vet and you can do these things and it, it gives you coaching or playing opportunities. And it, it opens a lot of doors and it kind of, it gives you closure on your NBA career. I like that actually. Cause I do think that there's a lot of guys who enjoy that aspect of the game of like um, mentoring young guys. Not every, it's not everybody obviously, but some guys I feel like really like lean into that, like, and to like help like the next generation of guys like get their feet under them. And especially cause I imagine that the G League doesn't have the same kinds of resources as the NBA players all do. Like they probably don't have the same level of training staff and nutritionists and all that to help them make that transition. Like it's probably really helpful to have a guy to be able to say to you, this is what you should do. This is what you need to figure out for yourself so that you can be successful in like a long season. Yeah, on and off the court, like Jody Meeks is probably the best example that I've seen personally of just a great vet mentor to have around when you are transitioning into being a professional basketball player. It's something I had not even thought about until um, now we have our own G League and I'm team and I'm just like, I, I always thought I was like kind of interested in it. And I, but until Portland had a team, I have to say I didn't really invest any time in it. And now I'm like ready. Like I watched that game last night. It was so exciting. Wapreath went for 37 points. That was like amazing. 
he was hitting all these threes and like we had watched him in summer league and then we like watched like that he had been to um to training camp you know he gets gets a two-way um i'm i love being able to watch players like chris murray and rayon repair play who we wouldn't get to see but they were assigned so we got to watch them play like that's it's it, it's it's always been like they've just been like in you know a mystery uh yeah. young players are just a mystery you know um eric what have you uh what have you seen or learned about are there any players that you're particularly excited to follow or anything that you want to share for like yeah. rip city remix fans let me see here yeah uh let me pull up okay uh uh well dwap breathe i'm excited to see him just because uh the blazers need some depth right now <laughs> probably at center and he was balling out last night so that was awesome um you know all the all the guys that are like on the on the blazers blazers are i think going to be the ones that you know the casual fan will like be excited to watch um antoine davis i'm actually really excited to watch and malachi smith um those are two guys that i'm watching for I'm kind of bummed that they don't, I don't think they have anybody's sons because there's a lot of yes. NBA player sons out there, but I don't think unless there's just a son that I don't know of. Yeah. I, I haven't run across, across that. Um, let's see who else. Oh, that's who I wanted to ask you about. Um, Ashton Haggins. You said that he had been on the, on, uh, the Raptors 905, right? Yes, and he is such a fun player to watch. He is like watching Sonic the Hedgehog run down the court. Like he's so quick awesome. and he's so crafty. I think he holds the G League assists record, I think. I want to say or at least he did the last season. I think he got 19 assists in one game or something crazy like that. That does sound familiar just as I was reading about him a little bit. Yeah, I don't remember what the actual record is, but I know that yeah he's you're gonna have so much fun watching him cool. and he's just okay. nice too like even off the court he's such a nice guy cool yeah well those are kind of the guys i'm watching out for like the repair ryan repair for sure um antoine davis malachi smith that's who i'm who i'm excited to see you know like so we don't have any sons but like i know that like ryan repair is like very closely um related to nicola Batum. Yeah. And they like, I think they came from the same French team. Didn't they come I from think the... that's right. They came from the same area or something like that. Mm -hmm. And so I'm excited yeah. to see like what kind of aspects of his game are similar because they're yeah. built similarly. Yeah. It's hard not to draw the Batum comparison uh, <laughs> right off the bat because they both have really long arms and, you know, kind of play the same position and all that. Yeah. And they're buddies. And they're, apparently. and was, was Batum 18 or 19 when he came to the NBA? He was really young, wasn't yeah. he? He was young. It's interesting because like the 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 international guys don't always come on the same schedule, but like sometimes that means that they come even younger than you would sometimes get from the NBA or from yeah. the college scene. Yeah, it's so interesting to see like, you know, obviously everyone uh, knows about Scoot being really young coming into the NBA. And then you look at Ryan Repair and, you know, I'm sure many other guys like that. You're like, wait a minute, he's only 19 too. We didn't even talk about that, you know? Yeah, they're such they're like they're just babies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was really struck by that. Did you guys see that video where the the Blazers rookies were, you know, walking into their the places that they're staying in Portland, you know, for the first time? 
and Ryan Repair opens his freezer and it's just stocked full of meals that his mom made him before <laughs> she left town. It's adorable. It's great. That's so sweet. I really, I really said really they don't get their moms with them. I feel like they should like the rookies should be able to like the team should pay for them to have their moms with them their first season. I always ask my players like when I'm going to Costco, I'll send them like a mass message and say, "Okay, I'm going to Costco. Do you guys need anything?" And they're always <laughs> that's like, awesome. Because they're not like they're not home and they're young and they probably right. miss their families and they. I don't know. I think you just need to be reminded a little bit that you are someone outside of the game that you play. Mm, yeah. And that's why we go to Costco. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Rookie should also get Costco cards. Ooh, that Absolutely. would be a great, <laughs> a great welcome to the league <laughs> gift. And here's your Costco membership. Yeah. Could you that's imagine cool. on draft day, they hand them the hat and they hand them their Costco membership. <laughs> Why does Costco sponsor that? Costco (laughs) should sponsor that. That would be easy, easy sponsorship for them. At least the G League draft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. This is incredible. I think we're on to something. That actually would be a great, (laughs) great add-on. That's my Bosnian beans. I would buy, you know, the Dwap wreath. (laughs) I don't know what whatever you buy at Costco. Kim can have the underwear market, but we've got the groceries. Exactly. <laughs> and Co- I, I was like, Costco memberships are my go-to gifts for uh, baby showers. That's what I give new moms for for baby that's showers. That's an excellent gift. That's a great idea. Everybody wants one. If they yeah. don't have it, everybody wants one. Oh my god, that's a genius! I love that. That's such a good idea. Well, and the other thing they probably like at Costco are like all the smoothie makers, you know, protein oh, shake yeah. makers, yeah. like the Vitamix or whatever. Cause you know, I- I'm over there going, Ooh, I don't know if I want to spend that much money, but you know, they might be okay with it. Um, you know, cause if they re- rely on those <laughs> when they're, if they don't know how to cook themselves. And I don't know about American Costco, but we always have the massage guns on sale. Oh, and they're always fighting over those. So i forgot you like canadian costco might be very different i went to a costco in korea and it was weirdly like mostly the same except for like maybe like 20 percent of the store was like very very different but like it still looked like a costco Uh, i mean when i go to america i prefer sam's club Mm. um i feel like you can eat for about a week just going up and down the sample lines and we don't really have that in canada we'll get like maybe five samples on a Friday afternoon, but it's not, you don't go in there and then come out bursting at the seams like you do in America. And I, I really wish that you did. We do like our free food here. I, I, I love that for you. And I wish it was for me. <laughs> well, come visit. We'll take you to an, any number of Costco's that are in our area. <laughs> I, I have one more question about the G League. And also, of course, Eric and um, anybody else who has other questions, chime in. But my last question is, like, what is the uh, what is the rhythm of the season? Because I think it's not just like, here's the first game and here's the last game and here's the playoffs. It seems like it's divided up. So could one of you explain a little bit how the season works? So the season, um, the NBA season right now, they're doing that in-season tournament. And we have the first half of our, of the G League season is called the Showcase Cup. It's the, like the lead up to the Showcase Cup. 
And the Showcase Cup is the in-season tournament. It's got, um, you get like a, a cash bonus if you win. You all go to Vegas for a couple of days. It's like a one and done tournament um, format. And then after that, the slate is clean. Your records go back to zero. So I love the idea of the in-season tournament for the G League because you get to work out those kinks and figure out who needs to work on what. Um, and then you get a completely clean slate to start your second half of the season, which is the playoffs again are like a one and done format until the finals, which is three, I think, if I'm remembering correct. I don't know if they changed it. I can't keep up with all of the rules, but I know <laughs> those ones up until the championship. I didn't know that the records got wiped clean. That's a very interesting thing. I mean, they couldn't obviously do that for the NBA. Um but I like the idea of that, especially because, you you know, you, you see a lot of probably roster turnover during the season. And so, like, you know, a lot of the guys that are there at the end of the season were there that were guys there at the beginning. And so them having to hold on to that record feels like, like, you know, sort of unfair and not really, yeah, absolutely. Like, not really representative of who they are as a team at the end of the season. And even in the NBA, too, I think, like, come trade deadline. A lot of teams look nothing like they did before. So we'll see how it works in the NBA, but I do love it for the G League. That makes sense. I kind of want to go to that tournament now, though. Vegas is so close. You can get to Vegas for like 100 bucks. Yeah. When is the uh, G League uh, Vegas tournament? Uh, well, it's right before Christmas. Okay, so it's, it'll be after the NBA in-season tournament. It'll be closer to Christmas. Okay. Yes. We better When's the NBA one? The, I think it's like the maybe like eighth, ninth, tenth. I feel like it's around. That's when they start doing the semifinals and the finals. Oh, that's really it's, soon. It's like the yeah November. In November Tuesdays and Fridays are for winning, and then the very beginning of October they have or sorry of December they have the thing, and then um, we go back to being a development team. <laughs> oh, okay, but, but on Tuesdays oh, yes. and Fridays in November we play. Any vets that are available. <laughs> it used to be we play all our vets, and now it's just like if there is a vet, we play because <laughs> we're running out. Oh no! <laughs> Skyler yeah. Mays is our vet at this point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna carry us to the first uh, to the to the Cronin Cup. That's the other thing, Kelsey, is that we've decided that the uh, in season tournament should be named after the GM of the first team that wins it. So. The okay. Blazers are not just going for the in-season tournament. They're going for the Cron for the honor of calling it the Cronin Cup. And so everybody <laughs> in Miami can um enjoy that. Our GM, <laughs> our new GM, it's his first year. His name is Luke Wynn. So I think that's pretty that's awesome. I think if, if we're going by that, I think I know who's winning the uh, showcase yeah. cup. <laughs> so the championship, I'll say that the champion. The in-season tournament championship game is on December 9th. Okay. So it's like early. So well, I guess I can't go to that because that's actually that's my daughter's seventh birthday. But maybe maybe the G League thing. Maybe she the G like League. She likes tournament. basketball. Yeah, except she doesn't like the sounds. Ah. She'd like to watch it at home. She'd be like sitting here like this. She's like me when I was a kid. I get it. <laughs> Rose, we might have to make a special trip to Vegas to watch the G League Cup. Yeah. Also, Mom's, it's not Mom's it's, weekend. It's not going to be overrun like summer league is getting. Like people, all the people that were like became big NBA enthusiasts, they're all going to be at that in season tournament this year. They're not going right. to be at the G League Cup, like Showcase Cup. Like 
We'll be able to go there and it'll be relatively easy. There won't be any Wemby mania at the G League Showcase Cup. (laughs) I like your thinking. I like like where we're going with this. Well, should we uh, move on to our uh, composing our playlist, our G League playlist? Are folks ready? All right. Anybody who would like to go first? I'll go first. Can I go first? Oh, yes. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> Is that rude of me? No, <laughs> to not at go all. first. <laughs> all right. So, uh, my first one is the Miley Cyrus classic, "The Climb." Um, that's it's about climbing mountains. It's about the fact that like you're gonna just keep climbing every time you think you come to the top. There's another mountain in front of you, and that just seems like that's probably what trying to make it in the G League is. Is you have like these little you know exciting uh, peaks, but then there's another one in front of you. Whether or not it's like you did good in a game, now you got to do good in the next game, or like maybe you got called up, now you got to stay up. Uh, just lots of opportunity, and that that song I think just really sort of encapsulates just like sort of the the grind and the looking up and always like trying to find that internal motivation to keep on going. So Miley Cyrus's The Climb is my first selection. Can I tell you that I I considered that song, but I like, I really went through this like filter in my head. I was like, can I hear this song played in a G League arena? And the answer was no. (laughs) Oh, none of mine are G League arena ones. I did not. That was not mine. (laughs) It's not my filter. Wait till you hear my other ones. <laughs> Tell us next one. Next one. Well, let's take turns. So I don't. Oh, okay. Know. Okay. Oh, we go around. All right. We'll go around. Yeah, let's take turns. Um, Kelsey, would you like to go next? Can you go next? Okay. Um, I'm gonna choose. So there's a song called "Never Stop" by Future, and I remember being in the locker room one game and hearing, and that song was on. And Justin Anderson was singing it at the top of his lungs. And there's a song that says, I just want to see my dog's ball seven figures. And that's exactly <laughs> what like, I just want to watch all of these guys succeed. And you hear it in his voice and he does too. And it was just, it's just so indicative of what you want from your G League players is you, you want them all to succeed so bad. That is so sweet. Eric, you want to go next? Oh, yeah, I'll uh, bring it around next. Um, so this summer, everybody in Portland was wondering, what is this player going to do? Is he going to stay in Portland? Is he going to go look for greener pastures? Fans were very attached. A beloved member of the community. Big shot after big shot throughout his career. So I'm picking Celine Dion's My Heart Will Go On. Because Kevin Knox already left us. (laughs) And my heart will go on for Kevin Knox. Because it's a good thing. It's a good thing that he got called up to the NBA. These are happy tears. These are happy tears. Yeah, thank you. I love Uh, that kid. I love that kid so much. Yeah, I mean, I remember you talked to him at that Blazers event a while back. Uh, and he, I don't, he had like landed on the team like 24 hours before or something crazy like that. Uh, and he had some good moments, you know? And so I was, and he even spoke at like media day for the Blazers. And so I thought, well, he'll be on the Blazers roster. They had him talk at media day. And then for whatever reason, he's on the remix. Thankfully, 
he's now uh Detroit, right? So that's great. But I'm a little sad that we won't get to watch him falling out in Portland. I love that. You're right after Tara's heart with that one. She's <laughs> yeah. she's a big Kevin Knox fan. But I, I think of it as like back when I when many, many years ago, I used to teach kids. And one of the things that I did was I helped, I worked in an alternative school where our job was to keep to put help kids who had fallen out of the school system come like come back up through the school system um, due to like truancy or something like that. And it was one of those things where you say goodbye to those kids. And a lot of the times you're saying goodbye to them because they're going they've like made it back to their schools or like regular schools that they fell out of to begin with. And you just hope to never see them again. You're like, I hope I never see you again because I hope you stay there and are successful and like you realize your dream. And so like, again, happy tears and very glad that he got like a, a, a NBA contract and he's living the dream again. Yeah. OK, my first song that I chose. And again, I did this with the lens of can I hear this in the G League arena? Is um, Cheap Thrills by Sia. Because cheap thrills is all about like, like the song is all about like, I don't like, I don't need, like, I don't need a lot of money. I love cheap thrills. And I think that that's like kind of one of the things that the G League can offer us as fans. Cause I think about how, how many people cannot necessarily afford to go to an NBA game. And you know what? Cheap thrills are fun. It's just as fun. It's just as good to be there. It doesn't have all the bells and whistles and like the baby races at halftime or whatever, but like, you know what? Like, the G League is going to be a fun time, and I'm really excited that we have both the G League and the NBA in Portland. And it sounds like they're trying to make it very uh, family friendly. I don't, so that'll be cool. They, they talked about maybe having a mascot. We'll see what that looks like. Maybe a platypus. Maybe a. Uh, we got two mascots. We can, we can we can we can lend one of our mascots now to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Doug Fur should make um, some appearances at the Rip City Remix um games i have to tell you that i've had multiple friends of mine in north portland come up to me and go look i know you really love the blazers and i don't know anything about basketball but i'm really excited because the uh you've got that new team coming to north portland and kelsey north portland is kind of like a little bit farther away than the rest of of the of the town it's like a little bit longer trek to get there if you're like downtown or whatever um and they're playing at the child center which is the university of portland and it's a super cool arena and it's just it's just going to be really fun but like yeah i have people who like have not even like followed the blazers very much or whatever and they're super excited like north portland is a buzz my husband works in north portland he said yeah like people are excited and it's such a nice way to get into basketball too. Like you don't need to know, oh, this guy was born on this day and he shares his birthday with this many people and he was only this age when he did that. You could just go and you can say, oh, I like when that player does that. I like when that, don't, don't like that. Like it's just such an easy introduction to fun basketball. Yeah, or like the first player to have 22 and five and one on a Tuesday night that it's raining. You know, you can just be yeah, like, yeah, exactly. That was fun. <laughs> You're like, oh, wow, they got more points than the other team. That was great. Awesome. Okay. My next uh, number two for me is uh, go back in time with me to the classic movie Smoking the Bandit. Uh, Jerry Reed's Eastbound and Down. First of all, it's an absolute banger. And if you haven't heard it or you don't know what it is, listen to it. It's like super fun. Um, but the main line in there is we've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. 
And by the way, it starts Burt, Burt Reynolds. So like, it's awesome. And it's just like one car chase after another, sometimes involving semi trucks because they're trying to drive across the country and they're doing it for $80,000, which at the time was a lot of money, but just like the whole, we have, a sh- we have a long ways to go and a short time to get there. That kind of sound that sort of seems like, you know, your window to become, you know, to make it to the NBA is like, you don't have forever. And, uh, it's a long, it's a long haul. And, um, the G league is an important part of, for a lot of people, an important part of getting there. So eastbound and down is my second pick. I think, Kelsey, that, I think oh, of that as like, doesn't that a show eastbound and down? Isn't that a, isn't that Maybe. a, isn't that a baseball show with, um, Danny McBride. Um, well, you know <laughs> that I have limited uh TV interests that range from, from Hallmark to Bravo. And that's like after having massively expanded. It used to be just Hallmark. Now it's Hallmark and Bravo. So I missed that one, but you very well could be right. Eric, sounds like you've heard of it. It sounds familiar. I haven't seen it though. It is a TV show from 2009 to 2013 starring Danny McBride. Well, all right. I wonder wonder what their theme song was. <laughs> I guess you have to watch to find out. I guess so. Uh, let's see. I think, Kelsey, you're up next. Okay, so my next one is a remix. It is um, the Welcome to Atlanta remix by Jermaine Dupri. And it's because when Jamma Malalela was our head coach, um, every time a player got a call up, he would try and find a city with that or a song with that city's name in it to play when they got back. So when Paul Watson Jr. got his call up, he played to the Atlanta Hawks. He played Welcome to Atlanta. And it was just, I remember speaking to Paul and he said it was just one of the most emotional moments of his life, watching your dreams come true. And he walked in and they're playing Welcome to Atlanta because he's going up to Atlanta to play in the NBA like he's worked for his entire life. That's amazing. That's good. I love it. So just put on a nice Detroit playlist and uh, get your feelings off of Kevin Knox. Yeah. Actually, Detroit would have a good, they should have a good uh, remix or playlist because they have great music out of Detroit. Yeah, for real. All right, Eric. The same same circle going. Uh, This is an obvious one. I hope they play this in a g league arena it would be hilarious uh i dreamed a dream we got to put i dreamed a dream in there uh it's a little bit of a sad song but that's that's okay um but i think it comes a little bit full circle because it's you know talking about dreaming dreams when you're younger and those dreams changing when you're older and we kind of already talked about that about how you often have older players kind of dreaming different dreams as they get older, but there's still a way to fulfill those dreams in different ways. Uh, simple one. Okay, but that's a sad song. It's a and little bit sad. I mean, it's like right before she dies. Well, they're not going to play the whole die. song. <laughs> They'll just play the fun bits. Okay. Happy bits. Yeah. Fun bits. The fun hey. bits of lame <laughs> Yeah. Sometimes dreams don't work out. Just how it goes. Maybe looking at Anne Hathaway to make an appearance. Um, Gosh. I don't know how I can follow that up. 
Um, okay. So another little thing that I have about, I'll say it like NBA arena music is that I, and I said this multiple times is that every NBA arena is going to be playing Bruno Mars until we die. And so I wanted to choose a Bruno Mars song <laughs> for the remix. And so I chose Bruno Mars featuring Cardi B finesse the remix. Um, which I think oh. is a super fun, I think it's a super fun song. It's a really fun feature from Cardi. And also it's all about like teamwork. It's like, look how, look how, look how well we go together. Look how well we work together. Um, and so that's what I wish for our team is finesse as they play together and learn and learn the the ropes as an NBA team. And also that they play together well and can win. Cause I do, it is, I know that winning is not necessarily like the primary goal for a lot of these guys in the G League, but winning feels good. And I think that learning to be winners still helps you long-term in your development. Like being a, being on a losing team for a long time becomes very hard on guys. So great teamwork, finesse, go out there and win. All right. We are just about done. We're on our on the the third and final round of building our remix playlist. And for mine, another one which they are never ever going to play in an arena <laughs> is from the Muppet movie. <laughs> nice. It's the Magic Store, which I think I cry every single time I listen to this song. It's the final one after they've made it to Hollywood and they've had a chance to make their movie and Kermit's sitting on his little director's chair and they bring in all of the, the parts that's telling their whole story. And it's about like, you know, more, more of these filling your dreams. But this one is really sort of about the... Uh, like the first one I talked about the climb is sort of about inward motivation. This one is about like the external recognition of what you've done. Um, there's a part where uh, it goes, um, you're, you're burning with hope. You're building up steam. What was once juvenile-ish is grown up and stylish and you're close to your dream. And then somebody out there loves you and stands up and hollers for more. And you found your home at the magic store. And I just like, that moves me so much. And I think about so much, like, like sometimes when these guys are in the arena and people are cheering for them, whether it's 750 or whether it's 14,000, like getting that external, like recognition of what you've done. Even if you're not in the NBA, you've got these people cheering you and maybe someday you will make it that far. So the magic store gets me every single time. I love that song so much. So that is my third selection for the remix playlist. This is so emotional. I know. <laughs> I know this, so this, is such a, this playlist is going to kill me every time. It's going to be like watching the Golden Bachelor. Like <laughs> <laughs> my third song is kind of the same vein as yours, actually. Um, so, and it goes back to Justin Anderson again, but to his defense, Justin Anderson did a lot for the G League. He invented like a finance, implemented a financial literacy program and things like hmm. that. But my third song is March Madness by Future, because not only do all the players go insane when that song's on and everyone in the arena goes insane, but when that song came out in 2015, there's a line in it that says, I'm the one that's living lavish, like I'm playing for the Mavericks. Justin Anderson was drafted by the uh, Mavericks in 2015 when that song came out. 
So <laughs> you think about, oh, you know, the first time they step on the court, the first time they score an NBA basket, there's not that there's a handful of people in the world who've been drafted by the Mavericks that can relate to that song. And the year that it came out was the year you were drafted to the Mavericks by one of your favorite artists. It's fate. And it's just, it's just watching these little, watching people have these little moments is so special. That's so great. Two future songs. Two future songs. Yeah. I, the brand is strong. <laughs> <laughs> also good for NBA or for G League arenas. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Great for G League arenas. <laughs> Eric, what's your final right. selection? I'll take a simple one. I'm going to do All the Small Things by Blink-182 uh, just to, you know, remind myself through the season that uh, those like small areas of growth are also uh, really amazing to see. Yeah. And it's just a fun song. <laughs> I love it. I know I've said that like 20 times today, but I do. I love all these so much. That like takes me back to like high school because I'm old and I went to high school when Blink-182 was like the whole thing. So like the pop punk era of music was like a very, it's like a very strong like time capsule for me. So it takes me back to being like, you know, like 17. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, So my last song is this is this, there's always some part in a playlist where I force people to listen to music that is not in their language. So I'm sorry. This is my Korean rap choice, which would fit in NBA arena, except for the people wouldn't know the all the lyrics, although some of them are in English. And it's a song called Smoke uh, by Dynamic Duo. The remix, um, just because I mean, the, the main song is great, but the remix feels like it's the right choice because this is the Rip City remix. And basically... It's about like running headfirst into your dreams and like with like the all, all the confidence and swagger that you need to do that. And like part of the part of the like the the pre-chorus is basically like I'm a bike with no brakes. I either run or I fall like and then it's all about getting yourself up and dusting you off yourself off again and going coming for that smoke like you're I'm going to smoke you up. And that's like and that's going to be like your whole like attitude about like doing what you want to do living the way you let your life you want the way you want to live it and um dreaming big and without being a bike with no brakes um and like with with like the i think with the understanding that like you could fall and that's okay you know it's it's okay and just having that confidence in yourself to get up try again and keep going is like what it's all about and so i i want that for our team i want that for all of these guys i want them to be a bike with no brakes ready to like try to make their dreams come true and also it's just a really fun rap song korean's just a great it's just a great rap language so that's my last pick i love it i always get to hear new songs from you in a language that i don't know and that's awesome that's like a great great growth thing that we can all uh that we can all learn from how do how weird do you think it would be if um Kelsey like went tomorrow to the G League's opening to the rap 905 and was like, oh, we made a playlist about you guys yesterday. <laughs> I know it's an odd thing to do, but it's a, for me, it's just like a fun way to like sort of mark the beginning of something new, mark like what our thoughts are about it and then think about like, you know, they're probably just like, okay, whatever. <laughs> I should slide it to our DJ. Yeah. <laughs> 
here's your playlist. It's got some Miley Cyrus. We got some Celine Dion. And we've got some K rap. Yeah. <laughs> and some Muppets. Yeah. And some Muppets. And yeah, some Lay Miz. <laughs> some Lay Miz just to round it all out. I think we nailed it. I think we nailed it. This is wonderful. Thank you so we much got for every indulging possible us. feeling on that playlist. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you guys for uh, for helping us with that. Rose, do you want to do the takes to yes. move to the takes section of the podcast as we wrap up? Yes. So at the end of every podcast, because our podcast is called We Have a Take, we ask you to share a take. It can be hot. It can be cold. It doesn't even necessarily need to be something you like deeply believe in. But, um, you know, they can be all kinds of takes. It can be basketball related, about your personal life, about, you know, bad drivers that you experienced recently. It can be about anything that you want. But we ask you to share a take here um, and tell us about it. And so I am going to start today. Tara, do you have a take for us? What's your take? Well, I've had this take for weeks and it really hasn't changed. Um, I'll, anyway, it's when Wemby for MVP is my take. I mean, that was your take last week. Is, did I do it? Do it. Did I do it last week? See, yes. you pay closer attention to me than I do to this thing. So I will uh, change that to a different one. And that is the remix is going to win. Okay. Are they going to win the tournament or are they going to win the league? I think they're going to, the remix is going to win the league championship. That's my take. As long as they get WAP wreath back. Yeah. After the port, after the trailblazers have called him up and uh, he's uh, been the, a successful backup center for a while. That's, That's my take. take. I'm into it. I agree. Love that take. Eric, do you have a take? Uh, my take is that uh, the NBA in-season tournament courts are awesome. They're all great. If anything, I think we need to go crazier. If we could like make the three point line light up, that would be cool. If we could, I don't know, somehow make it crazier. I think they're cool. I turn on the TV and I see the courts. I think it's awesome. I don't understand why people don't like them. I I put on League Pass and I put four games on at the same time. And it looks like everyone's playing on like a new flavor of Doritos that I've never heard of. It's fantastic. Could you imagine being a baby watching basketball on these courts? Like just something like, woo, 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 up and down all these colorful rectangles. It's better than baby Einstein. I was going to say it. Yeah. <laughs> also, my only, my only, I said this last week, but my only problem with the courts is that sometimes depending on the color of that, like the, like the bold color it's hard to see the ball and i like to see the ball movement and so like but that's the tv problem um on like say like reds or like oranges or something like that like some of those sometimes it obscures the ball um and that's also just because i'm not a very sophisticated watcher i know did we lose him is he frozen he's frozen i think we lost eric let's go to kelsey and then when eric comes back we can finish up well Mine's not going to be basketball related because I'm just really hungry. So I'm just thinking that um, the worst possible way to cook hot dogs is on a barbecue. Oh. That's my hot take. Okay. Worst possible? There's no other worse way? I'm trying to think of other. Because, yeah, they get all hard and crusty and burnt. Yeah. And then they're not always even warm on the inside. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of agree with that take. Thank you. I, it's not that hot after all. Mm. Just like the hot dogs. I hadn't even thought of that. But like, you're right. The, a, a hot dog off the 
barbecue is like can be it's like burnt in places usually you eat it because it's there you don't eat it because you are enjoying it you could cut it in half and put it on flat and then you get like the nice little grill marks and that way it's not too bad especially if you have like lots of stuff to pile on it like sauerkraut and relish and all that yummy stuff but that shouldn't be that much work that's true (laughs) they're a hot dog after all (laughs) it's sitting in a bun with the sole purpose of you being able to just like shovel it in your mouth i don't need to work for it that's super funny okay eric yes you're back i am back Uh, sorry about that that's okay your take was that the The courts uh, courts don't go far enough and that they could go even farther and um, I love your idea of the lights on the three-point line. And I'm wondering if maybe some of those flame things also. The flame things. <laughs> I think that would be amazing. I, uh, you know, I saw, I, I like seeing videos of like the EuroLeague uh, stands and people have like fireworks and stuff. And it just looks like the most insane thing I've ever seen. That's what I want Tuesdays and Fridays to be like in the NBA. <laughs> Make it as insane as you possibly can. Can we obscure the out-of-bounds line somehow? Can we make the backboard a wacky color so that your depth perception is off? I don't know. I just want the most insane basketball I've ever seen in my life. We can have people, like, instead of checking in at the table, they have to drop down from the ceiling like The Undertaker. Yes. <laughs> I, I'm on board. I see I, the I vision. Yeah. Well, and maybe we could address the problem that Rose identified where sometimes there's not enough contrast between, you know, the uniforms and the floor. And maybe we could have lights on the uniforms. Yeah. You know, we could have them sewn in so that, you know, they're flashing yeah. or something. With their go-go boots when they're playing Washington. <laughs> right. <laughs> maybe they also need to have like rotating balls that are all different colors. So that we can like get proper contrast with the ball and the court and the uniforms that are all out there. Or instead of a ball, it should be that ball that's a basketball, but also a purse. (laughs) Oh, I can't believe they didn't consult us before. I know. This is actually great because this is really good for my take that we've gone this far. And now now my take seems completely reasonable, which (laughs) is great. Okay, so this is my take. So I've noticed now. So now I've been watching League Pass. You get like a lot more in arena like video, you know, with League Pass. You see like you know, like dance cams and all the horrible stuff. So I've noticed that there's an arms race of t-shirt guns. <laughs> so there used to be just like a gun that you shot that looks like, you know, like a giant pistol type gun. And like, and then I saw for a while, there was like those like kind of ones that were like semi-automatic machine guns where they would like rotate and like shoot like, you know, like a round of t-shirts. And now I've noticed that this season there's like, a giant cannon that a couple of teams have brought out where you roll it's like on a platform and they have to roll it out and it's like a big cluster of t-shirt guns all in one like a giant cannon that they shoot a bunch of t-shirts out into the audience and so i've been thinking about this and i was like i think that they should marry this i think that they with one of the halftime events or like in in arena like competitions that they have where they like bring people down needs to be shooting targets with t-shirt guns. Yeah. Like, like the different t-shirt guns that they all have target shooting with the t-shirt guns. Or making a basket with the t-shirt guns. You yes. got to shoot it into the net. Yeah. 
Yes, because I feel like they're not getting their money's worth out of these t-shirt guns. They look very expensive and they literally just roll them out like twice a game and shoot t-shirts into the fan, into like, like out, out to the fans. So like maybe they should find new uses for the t-shirt guns. That would be very interesting and fun. Or have people sponsor the activity so that they get the money back for whatever outrageous price they spent on the artillery t-shirt cannon. Right. like. You know, you know how they have like the half court shot for the car and at, at, at Moda, you know, so like you can shoot for a, a half court shot and you went into Toyota. Maybe they need to make a t-shirt gun shot for a yeah. new Toyota. Yeah. I'm just saying. Th- I'm just saying there's there's a lot of opportunity because the t-shirt arms race is upon us. There's a there's like the t-shirt arm, like the t-shirt gun arms race is like it's wild and I can't wait to see what's the next iteration because I feel like the giant cannon, like, I don't know what comes after that. I guess we'll find out. Mm-hmm. We'll find we, could, out. We, we pull them in with the Costco's for the cards for the rookies and then we, we lose them with every other idea we've had this entire episode. <laughs> well, with that, it's maybe a good time for us to wrap up. Uh, Eric and Kelsey want to thank you so much for joining us today for this discussion about the G League. I'm so excited uh, for the re- for the remix. I've really learned a lot. Can you uh, tell us where we can find your work? Eric, would you like to go first? Sure. You can uh, find me on Twitter and Instagram at Kenny's G League for the G League and Kenny's G League.com. Uh, um, yeah. Awesome. Great. And Kelsey? Um, you can find my work on the Raptors 905 website once the season starts. It's uh, It should be there, and you can watch all of our games for free there as well. And you can find me on Instagram at Kelsey, K-E-L-S-E-A, taught you. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here. You can find me at TCB Biggs on Twitter and Instagram. You can find We Have a Take at We Have a Take on Twitter and Instagram. Rose, tell folks where they can find you and take us out of here. Uh, you can find me at Roselle Harding on Twitter, on Instagram, on Blue Sky. Um, and yeah, that's about it. Tara, Kelsey, Eric, it's been real this Saturday. Thank you so much for joining us and go Blazers. Go Blazers!